This episode is sponsored in part by Birth of the Promiscuous Girl, the latest literary release by April Smith, available now on Amazon in Kindle or paperback. The following content features two niggas old enough to not know who any of the artists on the Double XL freshman class are. Start the show. You know what that's actually not true I, I i i looked at it i looked at it before i left today mm-hmm. i know i know a couple of them i know i know pushaisty yeah. we will talk about later mm-hmm. i know coyly ray nope coyly ray now that's benzino's daughter <laughs> why the fuck do we care <laughs> that's not a selling point <laughs> and i know flo millie I'm still 0 for 3, so at least half of half of the following contents opening statement holds true. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. And after last week's episode, my legal team has advised me to uh to take it a little easy on Greg. <laughs> uh, I went back. I went back and listened to it, and it was. <laughs> you went there, bro. You went there. You went there. But hey, it's okay. Hey, I went there with you. That's not. That's again. That's not a selling point. <laughs> <laughs> that means neither one of us ain't shit. Oh man, uh, it is episode one forty three. One forty three. Not only is this episode one forty three, this marks. Yes. Opinions Wild Blacks third birthday. We need a round of applause for that too. Let's go ahead and give yeah. them a round of applause. Clap it up. Yes. Clap it up for us. Yes. Three years we've been doing this. <sighs> Nonstop. Not canceled. Not canceled. Growing the audience. The brand is getting out there. Y'all got merch. Yes. Oh man. Oh, it feels good, bro. Ooh. I have to say, it feels very good. It's been a very Quick three years too. Fast, fast, my nigga. Like, I, there are. I can say there are a lot of projects. I remember when I first started this shit. And shout out to my uh, my Brooklyn family, uh, Bonfire Radio, Quiche Conscious, um, Macedonia, all all of the lot. Um, and Quiche told me, you know, it's real when you're in when you're in the double digits when you're in the twenties. Yeah, you're showing consistency. That's yeah. when you're showing consistency. Not everybody gets that far. Um, and to think that we're closing in on 150. I'm that's gonna, a lot, man. I'm going to announce it here. Do it to make sure it happens. Do it. Episode 150, new theme song. Let's go. It's happening. Let's fucking go. Fire. I hope. I hope. It's gonna be lit. It's gonna be lit. It should be. It's gonna be lit. This it is coming. Be. This is coming from one of the minds behind Radio Galaxy. You know, I'm just an executive producer. Just, just. get the fuck out of here. I mean, just, you know, that's like that's like Jimmy Iovine 
saying I'm just. You know what I'm saying? Except I don't withhold the checks. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, I have to say, it is. It has been. I can't even say it's been a long road. This shit crept up on us. Yeah, this shit really crept. Like it, I looked up and it was three years. Now to be fair, this past year has kind of flown by because of the pandemic, and it felt like we were all just kind of on autopilot through this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But. I'm glad to be here, no less. And guess what? This ain't the end. Nope. We're going to be here. We're going to be here. And not only are we going to be here, it's only going to get bigger. Mm. Outside is starting to open a little bit. It's a little hot outside, but. Yeah. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, we're almost, we're closing in on guests coming back mm. in mm. person. I'm going to still surprise call some of you motherfuckers. That's going to be a problem for some of y'all. But guests are starting to come, are going to start coming in again. Everybody should be real nervous. People should be nervous. There are people who should be terrified. First of all, the fact that y'all let me have a platform. Us. Shit, I'm nervous if have you, a pl- if you find it brings more alcohol down here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, y'all ought to be nervous. Y'all ought to be real scared. And as of recently, I've had to remember who the fuck I am. Uh, it's gonna get it's gonna get real awkward for a lot of you motherfuckers. I'll let some things slide lately. Said it with his chest. Let some things slide lately. I, it's it's been said that some people think I'm getting soft. Oh, that's a problem. That's a problem. And I'm gonna solve it. Year four is gonna be. A nervous time Buckle up Buckle up We're all gonna ride this ride together You coming too Uh oh You know You know you get on the roller coaster The little thing Comes down over you Mm -hmm. Strap up The thing is coming down over you Pause just in case Pause a little bit Pause I'm just saying I just wanna put that out there But I'm happy to be here (laughs) Happy to be celebrating Yeah Three years of foolishness and fuckery of liquor and laughs with my man over here, D. Randall. I mean, um, I don't think this program could have gotten this far with anybody else on the team. Uh oh. Um, you know, very Pacific Rim in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? You know, so that's I. You know, that's all the affection I really wanted to give on my part. Uh, mm-hmm. You have, you have any words, D. Randall? No, it's just uh, you know I'm 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 kind of tripping that it, it's been three years. I that's wild to me, and uh, it's been a, it's been an interesting weekend. Yeah, um, it's been it's been a three day weekend of of a lot. Um, started with my birthday, then bled into Juneteenth, and then and it is D Randall's it is D Randall's birthday yeah, is yeah. a couple days ago. Yeah, Friday, so Friday was my birthday. Hit him with another one. Yeah, just a couple air horns. Yeah, and know. then you know, followed by Juneteenth, and then, um, I'm probably the only one who gives a shit. June twentieth, Rick and Morty season five returns. Hell yeah! So, I just got through re- rewatching um, the last that last season. Good job. That was a. I had to look back on it because when you're watching it week to week, you're like, damn, 
Harmon is really out here trying some shit. Yeah. Harmon was really experimenting with some shit. We're just going to do a whole episode like this to see if we can get away with doing it. Yep. We're going to do a whole episode like this. And then we'll get back to the story a little bit sometimes. That shit when, not really spoiling much, but that shit with um, Rick fucked a planet, bro. Yeah. Rick fucked a planet and had illegitimate little Cro-Magnon brain dead kids. That shit was hilarious, and the fact that in the fact that they so they so basic, they made Jerry their king. Yeah, all oh, that shit was great. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. This is he really is. It's like anti Doctor Who. It really. I is. can see that. I can see that. Yeah, it really is because it because Doctor Who is one big Deus Ex Machina, and Rick is just a constant Deus Ex Machina. He outright said in the trailer, he was like, man, Marty, look, let me just deus ex machina this shit so we can go home. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love that shit. That's what I love about Rick. It's just like, man, I'm, I'm yeah, this is all just corny, contrite shit. <laughs> I don't do all this cliche shit. Instead of us going through all these traps, we're just, just going to put on a, a trap-proof suit. <laughs> to just skip all this bullshit. Yeah, like, nah, I don't have time for this shit. Uh, my weekend... So I, I tried to go outside. I tried to I try I, this is my outside report. Ooh. I tried to go outside. I said to myself, I was having a little writer's block. And I was like, you know what? It, and I I had been going through a couple of other things within the week, uh, on and off of social media, and I said to myself, It's time. I, I gotta get out of the house a little bit uh safely, but you know, I gotta, I gotta get some air. I gotta, you know, get back into this thing called life. Um, so I decided I was gonna try to stop by. Shout out to Mo Better Brews, man. They had, they had a good opening weekend. What up, Flash? What up, Flash? Gordon Parks, friend of the show. Sunny side of beach. Um, I, I tried to stop by, but I didn't wake up early enough. And Flash was DJing a little brunch, and you could tell it was packed in the bitch because when you get there. It was a line around the, around the corner. Uh-uh. Now, I do not like lines, uh-uh. but for a friend, I will stand in one. Mm. However, this heat is disrespectful. Yes, this heat is disrespectful. <laughs> this heat has a grudge. <laughs> like I'm convinced this this heat is upset because it thinks Georgia rigged the election. Mm. Like, like, this heat thinks Biden and Georgia rigged the election. This heat, <laughs> this heat is upset because it thinks basketball is rigged. Yeah, and KD paid someone off. The the heat definitely think that thinks that all lives matter. Br- bruh, the heat is a flat earther <laughs> and is pissed about it. Um, so as much as I wanted to support, I couldn't stand in that line. So, you know, in the museum district, Bodegas is up the street. So I tried to, I was like, oh, that's just a block or two. So I tried to walk over there. Um, Little did I know it would have been worth the $5 Uber. Yeah. (laughs) Because the heat was so disrespectful. The the heat was disrespectful to a point where, like, like you be mad at, at shit going on outside that ain't got shit to do with you. Why the fuck are y'all in this heat? Yeah. I walk by a wedding letting out. 
What the fuck are y'all doing? They were probably looking at you like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck? Why the fuck are y'all dressed to the nines in June in this heat? Y'all are going to die. They outside snapping photos, chopping it up like black people do after church. The the only ones that really wasn't sweating it, <clears throat> were the, it was an African wedding, were the old Nigerian daddies with the, with, with the linen suits, with oh, the African yeah. linen suits. Oh, yeah. They don't give a fuck. They were sweating all the way through that shit. They had a they had their sweat rags and bottled water and weren't giving a fuck and were getting into their nice SUVs. Didn't give a shit. Um, they were making me hot, so I had to get on. <laughs> I took I got out. I took a few pictures. I I took in a little scenery. Uh, it didn't last long. I was out for a total of two hours. You, I had to take my ass back home. So, that might be one of my few outings for the season. So, I forgot that even when... I, I haven't been out in so long. I forgot that even when outside is open, I don't leave my house in the summertime. Nah. Fuck all that shit. Um, oh, you had somebody you wanted to give flowers to. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's start off giving flowers. Yeah. Giving some love. I always got to give, give some love. Um and this week, it's, it's a surprising flowers that I'm giving out. Talk to them. <clears throat> giving out flowers to LLC Twitter. Wow. Yeah. LLC Twitter. Didn't I, think I'd sound the air horns for that. I, I did not either. Uh, but somebody sent me a link to this this week, and this comes from the, uh, the Kinder Institute at Rice University, so it's, it's legitimate. Um, over the last year or so, they conducted a study of new startup businesses. In particular, startup businesses that um, were founded in uh, during the pandemic, during the height of the pandemic, and this is a trend that actually um, that they actually followed across the country. But because Rice is based in Houston, they were talking about Houston in particular um, during the last year and during the pandemic era. Of all the neighborhoods. In Houston, Texas, the neighborhoods that led in business startups, in fact, the top 11 neighborhoods in Houston that led in business startups were black neighborhoods. And the top two neighborhoods, number one was, it, it, it was the Homestead, East Little York area, which is okay, on, fair on the north side. Props to them. Uh, yeah. Okay, them. okay, okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Them with the air horn. Number two, and not far behind, was South Park. <laughs> Neighbor to Sunnyside. Southside. In this bitch. Um, and and they, they also said in the study that the, um, the business filings also happened to coincide with stimulus payments. So believe it or not, black people were actually taking their stimulus payments and starting businesses. Be going, son. LLC Twitter. Allow me to humble myself and offer an apology. Oh shit! Just this once. Oh shit! Just this once. Some of y'all were right. Some of y'all were right when y'all were saying take that stimulus money and start an LLC. Actually, a lot of people took it to heart. And I won't go into detail in the article, but there were actually some some very good examples of 
Uh, like in particular, people who got laid off during the pandemic, who took the stimulus money and started businesses and, and actually it. and are actually doing better now than they were pre-pandemic. So, shout out to them for once. For once, LLC Twitter got it right. I'll give them that. I, that's, I'm okay with that. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna leave it there because I know they're gonna fuck it up pretty soon. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. They all gonna be back on their uh, multi level marketing schemes. <laughs> uh, some of them going. Some of them going to PPP jail. Yeah, that's that's gonna happen. So you know, let's let's celebrate while it's here, but let's not get too comfortable. Yeah, and and, and so and shout out again. Shout out to. I, I say it in jest when I say LOC Twitter, but shout out to everyone, especially like I said, the top eleven neighborhoods. Um, well, I think nine of the top 11 neighborhoods in Houston were black neighborhoods in terms of new business filings. And every historically black neighborhood in Houston saw some type of an increase anywhere from 83% up to, I think they said 275% up. So shout out to black people taking the stimulus money and, and, you know, starting businesses and hopefully securing their futures. Doing something out of nothing. Look at that, man. Let's uh, get it. You know, you know, they don't want the air horns one more time. Every, and you know, I always say, <clears throat> don't get it. Don't if you were one of these people. Look, let's all just be glad that we made it out of this shit alive, with our families, hope for the most part, and with our health. If you didn't, if you didn't, if you didn't get in and get rich off of one of these fucking meme stocks or. Bitcoins or one of these startups, man. Look, everybody was just out here trying to survive, bro. It's okay. It's not, you know, we we all we gonna we gonna get it back. We all gonna get back to where we were supposed to be. You know, this threw everybody for a curve. Not everybody's gonna come out a CEO. Some CEOs went in and didn't come out CEOs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So don't let that get you down. We do want to celebrate. Uh, the people that have gotten out here and got out the mud, but everybody's just everybody. Don't be discouraged if that ain't you right now. Everybody's just out here trying to make it work like everybody else. Um, so with that said, we can jump right into humans ain't shit. Oh, so Jada Pinkett Smith. It was Tupac's birthday this past week, fellow Gemini. Yep. Um, Jada. Um, had a poem from, I guess, their childhood days mm-hmm. um, that Tupac wrote. Everybody knows Tupac was quite the writer. Mm-hmm. And um, this ruffled some feathers. They were also pretty good friends back then. They were pretty good friends. Yeah. They were cool. Like I think they went to school together and yep. all that shit. Yep. Um, and so it kind of ruffled a few feathers. And it kind of it was a little it was a little disappointing on the part of my niggas on the point on the part of the men. Some of the women disagreed too, but you know I'm trying to be held in house accountable. And it was a whole lot of this chick out here and keeps embarrassing Will, and, you know, wouldn't no wouldn't no wouldn't no woman be be reading no another niggas poem. You know, married to me, and if it was me, you know, oh, wouldn't be none of that shit in my house, and I'd be burning all that shit. And 
it was a whole lot of a lot of insecurity out there. A lot of insecurity, a lot of he man woman hating, a lot of cap on the abs. Uh, first of all, let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a whole buck. Most of y'all's women are on these apps very public about what they do if they were in a room alone with Odell Beckham, Michael B. Jordan, which we, Jason Momoa. Which we proved a few weeks ago. Which we have proved a few weeks ago. Actually, I, I say Michael B. Jordan, but somebody got on me a few episodes ago. They said they were, they, they've been in a few group chats and apparently... Apparently some 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 Michael B. Jordan nudes have leaked and it was it was not all it was promised to be. So I have to I have to stop using Michael B. Jordan as the poster child. Okay. <laughs> well um, you know, but it's still Jason Momoa. Y'all still y'all still fawn over Michael Ely. Look, any of them. <laughs> any of them. We know what our women would do if they were in a room alone with these motherfuckers. And they're very open about it. So don't act brand new when your woman has a keepsake of a dear departed friend. Who's now been, you wanna now you wanna put your foot down. Who's been dead for twenty five years? Twenty five fucking years. You know how much has happened with J- in Jada and Will's life in twenty five years? And if you believe the talk We'll been out here getting it too. If you believe the talk, we'll been knocking down half his co-stars. I mean, him and Jada probably sharing. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just amazed. It takes an insecure motherfucker. Sorry to cut you off. An insecure motherfucker to be sitting around jealous of a dead man. The fuck is wrong with y'all? Be going, son. If Will ain't mad about it, why are y'all why are y'all mad about it? That's the other thing. Y'all get real hot about a lot of about some celebrities that don't give a fuck about y'all. Y'all get real hot for what's happening in his house. If Will ain't mad about it, y'all sound like these like these like these Beyonce hive motherfuckers that stay mad at Jay Z over some shit Beyonce forgave him for. What was the context of the poem? Was she like, I wish you were here to suck to suck your dick or something like that? Highly doubt it. I, I'm pretty sure it was not like that. And even like, if it was, <laughs> it ain't never going to happen. I mean, it ain't never going to happen. Be going, son. Scientology? Well, I don't know. I, yeah, you're right. I don't know. At the 2021, anything's possible. Um. It was, some, and I had to say, I spoke my mind. It was some insecure. I'm not going to go into the, all the details. Um, but it was definitely some insecure motherfuckers on here. Mm-hmm. This this fuck nigga retrograde has got y'all really out of sorts. Like this retrograde, I don't know what planets have to align or unalign, what stars have to be right, but this retrograde shit is kicking y'all ass. Cause y'all really out here losing your shit over some shit that does not deserve you losing it over. Because That's I definitely nothing to do with you. I definitely spoke my mind about this shit uh, in one of my favorite groups. And a nigga or two definitely felt a particular way. Were you pandering again? Oh, God, the pandering. Or were you the pandering? Pan- oh, oh, ask some of these, ask this nigga. He swear I'm Kung Fu Pander. 
One through three. <laughs> Does this work for you, this pandering? Oh, he's pandering. You're a pandering little prick. You're a panderer. Oh, That's so cute. That's so nice to hear from such a misshapen Teddy Graham. Be going, son. I'm just saying, like, how insecure do you have to be to be mad over a poem? How insecure, and this is the other thing, and, and, and while I'm on this pandering thing, I want to I, I I unpack, unpack something real quick. Because I asked, I don't understand why niggas default to this pandering shit so quickly in the face of things that they don't agree with. And someone laid it out for me. I'm not going to quote it exactly, but it was a reasonable. It was a, it, it was a non-aggressive explanation. He was like, well, look, any, if you go to the barbershops, basketball court, the domino table, Mason Lodge, whatever, where men congregate, this is not my explanation. You will, you will see that there are certain things across the board that men agree on. And if a man doesn't agree on it, then it's just understood that he's either trying to get attention, trying to get pussy, or he's gay. And a couple of things occurred to me in this moment. Or he just could be a free thinker. Or I don't think like you. But something bigger occurred to me. Why? Who the? What pussy am I pandering to? If we're all, if all the men, if we're all at the barber shop or the domino table or the fucking mason lodge, what the fuck are y'all talking about? If it's just men gathering and I'm just, it is me, a man, disagreeing with other men in the company of men. What the fuck are we talking about? It's what pussy man. am I? What pussy am I pandering to? Hallelujah. It's just us. But this is the way niggas talk to each other, and this because this is the way niggas. This is the way we think, and we have to fix this shit. Kevin Samuels got y'all. Y'all don't even know what pandering means, bro. It's just become a default now for everything that a man disagrees with. Every time a man disagrees, it's oh she not gonna fuck you, bro. Who? Who? <laughs> Y'all have fell for the whole okie doke. And guess what? If me agreeing with you, if you're just saying shit because you think in your head that all men have to agree on this, otherwise they're pandering, guess what you're doing? You are pandering to other men. Speak on it, son. So if I'm pandering to other so if I'm pandering to women, you are pandering to men. Be going, son. And for what purposes I wonder. Now, I'm not here to call anything homoerotic or homophobic. But if I wanted to, there is a clear distinction. There is a clear connection that has been documented. Between misogyny and homophobia. And there's a clear connection between these two. Now, I'm not saying that anybody's homophobic because maybe they've got some 
underlying urges that they cannot express because they don't want to be ostracized in the company of their fellow man. I would never say that. Be going, son. But if I wanted to, the evidence is incontrovertible. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about anybody. I'm not talking about any one person or any two people or any three people. I'm just putting some things out there for scientific explanation for scientific purposes. You do with those points whatever you will. Get some science in your life. Bitch, get some science in your life. Can't believe a nigga tried to come talking about pandering. You misshapen Teddy Graham. <laughs> Alf gone wrong. Wow. Song of the week. And leave Jada the fuck alone. Leave Jada the fuck alone. Leave her in August Alcino alone. I, look, all them people got a weird fuck, uh, got a weird relationship that rich people can have that we cannot. Yep. Beyond our understanding. So we should mind our own fucking business about it. Song of the week. I haven't had any Gambino on here in a while. So let's try. I like this one. Let's try from the um, Kawhi EP. A lot of y'all didn't know about this one. Y'all just listened to Sober and kept it pushing. Um, Late Night in Kawhi, Childish Gambino, featuring Jaden Smith. Mm. So pour yourself something, get comfortable. I'm definitely on at least round two mm-hmm. of these screwdrivers. We're going to have a good time. Organic screwdrivers, though. Organic screwdrivers, this is because it's, and this this shit is bomb. We'll be right back with more opinions while black. Let's go. One time I was at the beach and <laughs> we were looking at the stars and this girl was laying next to me and the blanket that we had was it had stars on it as well, so it looked like we were just floating in an abyss. Honestly, when I see your face, I just smile. I guess. <laughs> Our cars came and the lights were on on the, so we could see what the waves looked like. I'll be waiting here on the sand. I remember that first night, you were wearing a Power Ranger black t-shirt. So was I, a different color. So was Moy and his brother. Not as pure, so insecure. Times have changed. But really, we just looked up at the stars for a couple hours, turned off all the lights in the cars. The world was ours, it was yours, it was mine. The time flew by like it was prime time, and I'm inside of life. You shouldn't be my wife, you should just be with me on this beautiful night. Maybe we can make things right, and we can do it without any spite. But just for tonight. And we hope it doesn't end, 
Yes, it does. And that was Late Night in Kauai. Jaden Smith, Childish Gambino, off the Childish Gambino EP Kauai. Very lesser known joint. Surprised I never heard that before. That was smooth, man. Man, that's, that was lit. And that was, that was when people really, really, really started understanding that this nigga was on some other shit. That this nigga was kind of transforming into some other shit. Um, he was mixing up a lot of things, you know, and you know there was a lot of prose in there. It was, you know, there was it was very spoken wordish. The lyrics were on point. Gambino, Gambino has a very underrated flow. I'm just keep it there. Um, I am I I just looked at the Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. Nick Cannon. 
has another child on the way. <laughs> Nick Cannon is having another. This is like baby number eight. He just had twins. About to have another one? He just had twins and he's about to have another one. Oh, damn. With not this woman in this picture. Well, obviously. The woman with the twins? Yeah. Not that woman. Wow. It hasn't been a month. I can at some point we're just we're all Nick Cannon's children. I, I don't it's like what the fuck? One more. I, I that nigga's There has to be a discussion one day. That nigga's trying that nigga's trying to build a starting lineup. There has to be a discussion one day about or a study about the effects of um Serial par- parenthood. Like, yeah. when, when niggas are just rich enough to get anybody pregnant. And everybody, apparently. Yeah, people like Lil Wayne, um, Future, Nick Cannon, apparently. Who's the Who's the football player? Oh, you got to be more specific. Oh, man. He's right. It's round. Antonio Cromartie. Okay. He got, he, he, he up there in the. Eight to nine somewhere. Like what is what is what is parenthood like when your children? Uh, you know what? I'm not going to pass judgment yet. I, I just I just feel like somebody just needs to do a study on the effects of this. Like what is it like when when you can get like eight different people pregnant? Like what is fine? And that's just like? fine. Yeah, that's and that's just it. It's fine. Cut a check. How do the children? How how are the children developmentally? You know. You know they were, and they were talking about that. I was watching a uh, pause with Sam J, mm-hmm. and the topic was uh, motherhood, and you know, for, for a lot of it was kind of revolving around what what that would Sam J questioning what that would be like for her as a lesbian. Yeah, because uh, her and her, I guess, wife have talked about it at some point. But they interviewed somebody that has like nine kids, and. By the same person, or I, they didn't specify. Okay, that was the only that was the thing that I wanted her to ask that she didn't. Because I mean, like our grandparents, sure, shit. sure. I have a lot of half brothers. I got. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about even it's just all you know, one for one. My grand, my my maternal grandmother had eight kids. Paternal grandmother had fourteen of them. God damn! And that was just, you know. From the family I know. My father, God rest him, has like 19 grandchildren, man. That's a lot. That's why I tell my mom, don't ask me for shit. Don't ask me for <laughs> shit. Not a nothing. Borrow one of them. Right. You want some grandchildren, borrow one of them. I'm sure nobody will miss them. They're replaceable. Borrow them, bring them back. Exchange nobody, them. Exchange them. Nobody will know the difference. No questions asked. Drop my sister. It, it, it just make the exchange. Drop my sister off there, just so they know there's a body, not missing from the bunch when they do the head count. <laughs> they won't notice they when won't. you bring them back. It's fine. Um, yeah, I guess um, if it works for Nick Cannon, I guess, and it works for those women. And by work for those women, I mean as long as they're getting a check. Shout out to all the IG models who came out of. The pandemic with their own stimulus plan. <laughs> shit. Pregnancy. <laughs> hey, you know, shout out to Brittany Renner. She got hit up by uh, 
by an old dude with the Charlotte Hornets. Somebody shot Brittany, Brittany Renner up? Yeah. What? P.J. Washington for the Charlotte uh, Hornets. Oh, shit. Yeah, he ain't even like a star star. but <laughs> he was He's a, getting he, an NBA check. He was the first one she could get to. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, Katya Elise Henry. Who let, no shit. Who let, who let Tyler Hero knock her up. Tyler Hero from the Miami Heat again. What? Look, she did her 90 days in the bubble. <laughs> and now she's on that 18-year payment plan, or about to be. You know? Shit. And apparently this, this, uh, oh, this woman, man. Alyssa Scott, who, uh, who allowed... That's Nick Cannon's? <laughs> Nick Cannon, yeah. You know, she allowed oh. Nick Cannon to hit her with not one, but two babies. But two babies. Oh, so, my God. Um, you know... Hey, what is Nick Cannon. We, we talked about. We talked about. Uh, mm. get, get this nigga back on the wild and out set, man. We talked about black neighborhoods leading the leading the pack. It's <laughs> <laughs> starting new businesses. <laughs> Shout out to IG oh, models man. leading the way. Leading the way, man. With these eighteen year payment plans. Oh man, they they're the real LLC Twitter. I'm just saying. Uh, oh, man. What else is going on? Oh, this is funny. So, Twitter made kind of a mockery of this, but DC, it turned out they had um, edited out a scene from the Harley Quinn cartoon in which Batman was going down on Harley Quinn, um, which led to the ongoing joke that Batman does not eat the box. <laughs> you know, and, and to be clear for people who are thrown off by it, First of all, the, the Harley Quinn cartoon is funny as hell, but it's very adult. Not for children whatsoever. Not for children. And not I can, at all. I can understand why DC might not want things to go that far. Right. But, you know we got to take shots at it. We got to. Batman not eating the box is kind of wrong. I'm just, Batman should not have the same sexual deal breakers as DJ Khaled. <laughs> DJ Khaled. Just should not. That it's there's so much about that that's wrong, especially when if you really look at the if you really look at kind of the the ongoing mythology and the characters around Batman, mm-hmm. so many of them probably eat the box. So many, um, Nightwing definitely eats the box. Oh, he definitely does. Night because Nightwing, especially with him having been Batman at one point, mm-hmm. has kind of gotten to the point where. Even though he was raised by Batman, he's kind of Batman like what we imagine Batman would be like if he were cool, like if he had, like if he were a nice guy with a personality and yeah. shit. So, yeah, Nightwing definitely eats the box. And that's the case, and so does Tim Drake. Uh, uh, Wait, no, no, who's the bad boy? Jason Todd. Jason, my bad. Jason, Jason Todd. Todd, the Red Hood, definitely yeah. eats the box. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How do you think he got the name Red Hood? <laughs> 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 Oh shit! He ran that red light. Uh, <laughs> that that motherfucker like ketchup on his fries. Yikes! Um, and, and let me and let me be clear. I don't want to make this a DC versus Marvel thing, but Marvel don't have these problems. They don't. Marvel don't have these problems. Even when it, it like for the most part, these characters are fleshed out enough that you know who who fucks and who doesn't, and certainly who eats the box and who doesn't. Wolverine definitely does. Wolverine, Wolverine eating that box. <laughs> Wolverine eating that box. Even in the comics, they kind of yeah. portray him as a little bit of a hoe. Cyclops is not. 
Psych okay. Cyclops is uptight and probably does not and probably doesn't and, and probably didn't know what he was doing for a while. I feel like Emma Frost turned him out a little bit. Cause Gene probably doesn't cause look, Gene probably don't suck dick. Probably not. Gene don't suck dick. We could just say that. Emma Frost probably pigs Cyclops. Emma Frost has tried some of everything. Emma Frost, well, I can't even say she fucks for Birkins. That's poor to her. Yeah, she, she can turn herself into diamond. I would say, yeah, you're right. When, when you turn yourself into diamond, you, know, you have to hold people to a higher standard. Look, Emma Frost is so wild that she made herself look like Jean one time <laughs> to smash. Dressed that. herself up as Jean <laughs> to fuck Cyclops <laughs> like it was King. So, let, let, like, who else? Um, Black Panther definitely does. Oh, yeah. He- Wakanda is very evolved. Yeah. Wakanda is evolved. They laughing at people. They laughing at shit like DJ Khaled saying he doesn't do it. And half the and half the Dora is gay. Yeah. Like they they didn't and it was a big drama that they didn't write it in expressly, but that that chick who the that one Dora where Killmonger slit her throat mm-hmm. was Io's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So um and then um Tessa Thompson, Valkyrie, mm-hmm. Valkyrie's the box. Oh. Yeah. They they showed us that in uh Ragnarok. Ragnarok. That was the, she was definitely upset that her that her woman got killed. What about Captain America? <sighs> so <laughs> I suspect that he would have to be talked into it. He would have to be talked into it, but I don't think he would be bad at it because I can't see Captain America being bad at something the, at uh, the first time. Captain America's good at everything. I don't know. He, he, I don't know, man. He, well, you know what? I take that back. Black Widow kissed him and she said it was trash. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, probably so. What Bucky does. Bucky's the box. Bucky's the box and holds you down with, the, with that metal arm. That's One freaky, arm in that that's bitch. Some freaky shit. That's some freaky ass shit. Man, got a flashlight for an arm. I wonder if that counts as. <laughs> Oops. Oh, that Wakandan technology, hey. boy. Why, why you, why, why you think she do how to, how to bleep bleep bloop that shit off his shoulder? <laughs> oh, quality control out this motherfucker. Hey, who knows? I mean, she probably she probably used that shit for you know what I'm saying. And you know what's fucked up? Batman's baby moms. Talia definitely eats the box. Oh, yeah, I I remember uh, I remember an issue of Batman where. They where they they found her somewhere in like in the desert in one of her little desert desert paradise hideaways, and she's the only one still up in a whole bed of men and women passed out. <laughs> so you know she putting the pussies to sleep like fight night. Talia definitely needs it. Namor does. Reed Richards does not. <laughs> There's only one way you could be consistently taking Reed Richards' bitch for years. <laughs> Must be swimming in it. Must be. Oh man! I, but you know what? I expect that from a from a nigga with uh uh from a nigga with bicycle shorts and wings on his feet. <laughs> if he ain't eating the box, then he's not he's not using his weird factor uh yeah. to the highest degree. And he got gills. Yeah. He got gills. He don't ever have to come up for air. Ever. He turned man. He turned uh, Reed Richards' woman out 
Invisible Woman. Man, anyway, anyway, I, I kind of hope the Flash does it. That could be that could be good or bad. Barry Allen probably does, especially <laughs> TV show Barry Allen. There ain't a lot I ain't doing for Candace K. Patton. It's also true. <laughs> so let's 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 keep it a stack. Um, but yeah, I, th- that's just and that's part of I think that's part of why DC is always in last place with these things because like their their heroes are more archetypes, but they kind of fall into these more traditional kind of character roles. So when something like this happens, it's easy to crack on it. Yeah. You know, I feel like Catwoman wouldn't really fuck with you if you didn't do that. That's a that's got to be a requirement. Yeah. That is a requirement. And Batman married her or almost married her mm-hmm. or whatever happened. Oh yeah, they broke it up. Whatever. Almost married her. I feel like he would have had to have done it at some point. I feel like he doesn't I I I feel like he would not be good at it. Kind of like Tony Stark. Like Tony Stark probably likes to do it. But he's probably terrible he's at, bad it. at it because he's drunk and selfish. And <laughs> Pepper just tolerates him. <laughs> I know half the time he's down there and he's like, what's that buzzing sound? Pepper's like, nothing. <laughs> and then you hear a drawer close. Friday, turn it off. <laughs> Friday, up, up to speeds. Um. Let's see what else. What else happened? Let me look at here. That uh, was an unexpected conversation. That was a very unexpected conversation. Yeah. Um, oh, Walk of Fame. Oh, so lot of lot of black folks getting their star on the Walk of Fame. Lot of blackness. I'm happy about it. Michael B. Jordan getting his star on the Walk of Fame. I feel like people. people oops. I feel like people are getting these stars a little too early nowadays. Look, look. Michael B. Jordan, for better or worse, was in one of one of the most iconic, biggest selling movies, biggest selling black films of all time. He is in that shit. That's in the history books. Yeah, it was one of the biggest selling Marvel movies. One of the biggest selling movies. Um, up there with like Titanic and Endgame. True. True. One of the most memorable villains in the past five years. And not only that, I, I, he's he has to. I think he has an Oscar or something in the tuck for 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 Creed. Creed was a big. That was a big movie. I feel like he's been involved in enough big shit. Did he get anything for Fruitvale Station? He did not. He did not. That was but that was one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, or at least high nineties. Yeah. Um. He was in The Wire. Okay. True. True. One of the most iconic television shows to date. Um, I feel like when you really take an honest look at his shit, he's there. And he's been knocking down Lori Harvey for a considerable amount of time. Also been knocking down Lori Harvey consecutively and publicly. And, uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Nipsey. Nipsey Hussle is getting a posthumous uh, yeah. star on the Walk of Fame. Regina De- King. Deserved. Regina King, Yes. Regina King is long overdue. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa? Uh, sure, I'll take it. Tessa Thompson? Yeah. Again, I still feel like some of these are a little early, but um, The I God, feel- Byron Allen? I'm sorry. Byron Allen. I keep telling y'all, if you're playing Opinions Wild Black Bingo, <laughs> go ahead and knock off Oz tells y'all that y'all sleeping on Byron Allen. I'm surprised he doesn't actually own the Walk of Fame at this point. 
Facts. Facts. He's coming for everything. Yeah. Um, Holly Robinson Pete? Holly Robinson Pete definitely deserved. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. Definitely deserved. Anybody that made a career after 21 Jump Street deserves yeah. a star on the Walk <laughs> of Fame. Tracy Ellis Ross? Tracy Ellis Ross deserved 100%. Kenan Thompson. Longest reigning SNL member ever. Longest reigning SNL member there is deserves it. DJ Khaled. Okay, no matter how we feel about DJ Khaled artistically, he has been in the game quite some time. Black Eyed Peas, though. Okay, so see that. Okay, now now we're getting okay. into the. That's a there's a line. Ashanti. Okay. Uh, yeah. D- uh, yeah. Okay. See, yeah. yeah that's, it's getting a little, that's when it gets a little. Michael I'm, Strahan's in this motherfucker. Yeah. I'm surprised George Clinton's just now getting there. George Clinton's just now getting there. That's long overdue. Um, Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek, long overdue. And maybe her titties are going to get their own walk of fame. They, they need a separate one. They yeah. definitely deserve a separate one on the walk of fame. Um, now, this isn't a black person, but James Hong, who has been in tons of. Things and this is just a highlight because you know right now, um, it, the focus is on Asian people getting their due. Mm-hmm. James Hong has been in tons of things, and Daniel Day Kim, who you will know, I believe it's a lot of you as Jen from Lost, um, started a GoFundMe um, to get him to to get James Hong on the Walk of Fame. And if you Google James Hong, he's been in something that you've that you've seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's cool. They looking out for each other. Yeah. Um, I've I have mixed feelings as to whether or not we would start GoFundMe's for any of these celebrities. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I think this is. I would start one for Selma Hayek's titties. I would start one for Selma Hayek's titties. Yeah. Um, I would probably start one for. Uh, Tessa Thompson, if she didn't already have mm-hmm. one, you start I, one for Lizzo, wouldn't you? I would start one for Lizzo. Mm-hmm. I might start I, one for Lizzo. I knew it. I might start one for Lizzo. I'd start one for Issa. Issa needs to be on this list. She'll get one. She she'll. That's coming. Yeah, she'll get one easily. That's coming. Speaking of, oh, speaking of Issa. So we didn't talk about this last week. It's just me being a little messy. Mm-hmm. So you know they just wrapped uh, like principal production. Filming in the last season uh, for the last season of Insecure, yeah, and it's been very heartfelt because they've been on social media saying yeah. their goodbyes, and it's been kind of touching. Been very emotional, a lot of hugging. Yeah, um, the the cast uh, used their little, you know, it's a close set. The cast used their little juice to get Issa's like day one friends on the set, yeah, to surprise her with a little thing. Once uh, and she a wrapped. lot of a lot of them had like the. Um, the, the, the shirt with the apartments the, on it, the dunes. Well, the um, uh, awkward black girl shirts. Like a lot of them, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that were originally down back then. I thought that was a cool touch. That was very cool, and they and uh, uh, they showed up to uh, surprise her, and everybody wished her well and everything. Jay Ellis did this whole thing with all the men of Insecure. And I, I was like, like that. I was like, that was kind of dope, man. I like that, that whole. That was that's like a family, man. You you you're just glad to see everybody. On that show That they fuck with each other Yeah Now Having said that It is worth mentioning I have not seen Any Of this Touching Light heartedness From Amanda Seals 
Hmm. Has anyone seen Amanda Seals in any of these little, any of these little uh, group hugs and shit? Hmm. <laughs> you don't say. Strangely enough, I have not seen any of him, uh. any of her at all. Uh. Just wanting to point that out there. Maybe she's too busy either getting a passport or Jordans <laughs> and not both. <laughs> Oh man, I you know I, I mean I even saw Dro. <laughs> like Dro is like Dro is the nigga who I mean seems like he's cool enough, but what didn't seem like he was just part of the team team. He's the one that got Tasha pregnant in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I seen Tasha wishing well wishes. And Tasha ain't been on that since like season one. Gabrielle Dance was on two episodes. Yeah. And she was like, she was at the she party. Was salute, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's that, that's hilarious. I just want to point that out. I don't, that's just me being messy. Um, is, is it messy if it's true? <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> just saying. Oh, man. Uh, so, you know, do whatever you. Do whatever you want with that information. I mean, uh, supposedly she has her own show or something coming. That she has another podcast. Like she's got, like she's got the Small Doses podcast. But I think I've seen where she's maybe starting like another podcast. So she getting into that lane where she likes to hear herself talk. Literally nobody talks about her. Like nobody, nobody. And you know, even even my my kind of come to Jesus moment. In watching her stand up again, Ooh. I can only admit I was like, she's slightly not as unfunny as I thought she was. Oh, I like I laughed at one more joke. Watch yourself. I laughed at one more joke. Mm. <clears throat> she's still like light skin funny, but you know whatever. Um, what else going on here? Oh, did you hear about? Okay, so this story about the young lady who called her boyfriend up to her job to deal with a coworker yeah. that she don't fuck with. Yeah, I don't know what company this was. I don't think it's important. It's just kind of a video that's kind of gone viral. Some some young lady called her boyfriend up to her job to deal with a coworker that maybe either she didn't like or was giving her shit or something. And he came up there to defend his woman, mm. and he got fucking waxed. He got suplexed twice. Not only did the dude give him a, give him a two or three piece, <laughs> but after the two or three piece, picked him up and suplexed him like WWE wrestling onto the concrete. Yeah, and did it twice. Twice, and was ready to give him some more skippity paps. Threw up gang signs. And threw up gang signs on the way out. There were so many signals. They got to break up. That relationship can't last. Yeah. That relationship. Now I'm, now, I'm not one of these people. This is something that comes up a lot on social media. I'm not one of these people that feels like if you lose a fight, you got to get broke up with. Well. However. Well. If you show up about that business. And you can't finish it. Maybe you have to be called into question. Now we did we did run back the tape, and, and we did we did point we, out. We, we noticed reviewed, a few things. We reviewed the footage. We, we was, 
we did review the footage and we came to some conclusions. For one, everybody else knew that this was not what this young man wanted. Yes. Everyone knew this was not what this young man wanted. Including his girl. <laughs> who tried to stop who him. Who tried to hold him back. There. And everybody just wanted to see some shit. They talking about, no, let him go. You called him. And no one was holding the coworker back. No one. No one touched him. He was unaffected by all of this. As a matter of fact, they knew what time it was because they kept saying, give him some straightening. Go on, give him some straightening. Go on, give him a little. Give him a little something. Give him a little something. Let him talk to him. Now, when I reviewed this footage, I noticed three things about this young man who put the hands on the other guy that were clear red flags that upon sight, the boyfriend should have just chilled. Number one. Number one. You know, black air forces. Bullshit. Which means he don't give a fuck already. Anybody you meet on the street got black forces on. They either work all the time or they don't give a fuck about your well-being, their well-being, anyone's well-being. Maybe both. Number two. Number two. This young man had some freshly braided straight backs in his head. (laughs) Freshly tightened. Freshly tightened. That's it. And greased. Look, anybody that got fresh straight backs like that. In 2021. They still address themselves by their jail ID. Right. And number three. Number three. He had a face tattoo. <sighs> he did have a face tattoo. He had, I, I think he had more than one face tattoo. Right. Right. And so. How you got straight backs with edge control? Right. He had baby hairs. Oh, boy. So when you step. If you're the boyfriend, you step out the car and you see this gentleman in the distance. You see those are black air forces and straight backs. Hey. Uh, babe, let me let me actually let me go talk to this man real quick, man. I actually I actually came here in peace today. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey no, no. Now, now let me just ask you. No, no. Come over, come over, come over here, bro. I ain't trying to. Come on, let's let's all get in the huddle. Let's I, get in the I, huddle. Let's I, get in the huddle. Bet, bet. Uh, look, take a knee. Take a knee. All now, right. what happened exactly? I'm not trying to have no problem with you, brother. I want to hear your side. Nigga, I don't know, nigga, it's your bitch, man. I mean, hey, I just, hey, 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 come on, come on, come on, come on, man. Come I, on, man. I, Can't, no dis. Let's, let's, let's chill out on the bitch just a little bit. I, so, now, it, now, babe, what, what needs to happen for you two to move forward amicably? <laughs> Y'all just, can you sit, can you, can you, can you have your, can you get a new cubicle? Like on a new floor, like two floors up. <laughs> you can? Wonderful. Is that going to work for you, my brother? I mean, I guess, my nigga, man. I'm shitting. I'm at lunch. All right. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Babe, I will help you move your things. Pronto. Brother, continue to enjoy your lunch. Here, as a matter of fact, here's four, five dollars for your time. <laughs> I don't want no fucking problems. <laughs> and enjoy the rest of your day, man. No, babe, just get your shit. Just no, I don't want to. Just go get your shit. We will move it. Talk to your boss. Yeah, we'll move it up. To, we'll move it up a floor. Well, you'll just have to explain to the male people why you up there. Um, 
Thank you very much. That was a nigga piece theater. Thank you. Um, we haven't done that in a while. Um, I'm just saying, anybody that Olympic suplexes me, yeah, Olympic slams me like Kurt Angle, like he slammed him, didn't let him go, yeah, and slammed him again, he slammed and re-slammed that nigga. Anybody who body slams me, I'm look, I'm six four, I'm three hundred plus. Anybody who body slams me at all, let alone twice, we're enemies for life. Everywhere we at, it's on site. It's a wrestling match. You just got to shoot them. <laughs> I'm just saying. When he walked back, when he walked after he got slammed the second time, he walked back to the car. I thought he was going to pop the trunk. Oh man! But oh, no, he he, def- he actually left. He definitely. I mean. <laughs> Now, you know, he got this little court order job, but that nigga definitely got the blick. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's be real about that. Um, and a lot of people were like, you know, a lot of people took that away. Don't be with nobody to put you in that position. Yeah. I'm so glad. I, and well, no, that's not true. I, I, well, I almost had to fight for Tristan. Uh, um, back in the day, she used to. Uh, I've, I've actually I've been with a couple of girls that used to fight when they were out. I have an ex that almost ran somebody over, and this is—I'm not putting her name out there. On, on some of these special editions of, of Opinions While Black, we're gonna have to bring some of your ex. <laughs> I feel like there's a, there's a whole set of stories that we have yet to hear. There, I have an ex who worked at Astroworld. Shout out to Astroworld. Shout out to Astroworld. Who got in a little scuffle and might have put a girl's might have put a girl's face close to some funnel cake grease. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real occurrence. That was a real occurrence. My friends know who she is. Oh, she knows man. who she is. Shout out to you. Shout out to them funnel cakes, though. <laughs> the funnel cakes was bomb. I'm sorry. I used to work at the little shop right across from there. I used to just get free funnel cakes every day. <laughs> how you get in a fight working at Astroworld? How oh, fight the, oh, how you get in a fight to chat and chew? I'm going to tell you how. High school students. Yeah. No supervision. <laughs> heat. Astroworld was probably the least supervised. Yes. High school students you've ever seen in your entire life. There, I have never been in any situation, professional or personal, where there was more mess or more fights, and it was the greatest summer job ever. But mess, there are niggas who there are niggas, there are people who fucked at Astro yeah. World. Yeah, you know they had one. Of them, they had one of them <laughs> questions on social media talking about what 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 are jobs where you just know everyone there is fucking. And they were doing it in some very unsanitary places. One hundred. Uh, uh, I can tell you right now, any call center, there's fucking going on. <laughs> any call center you go to, mm-hmm. any telecheck, any of them hoes, there's fucking going on. Astroworld, there used to be, there was fucking. Yeah. Um, Bed Bath, Bed Bath and Beyond, there was fucking. Mm. I worked at Bed Bath and Beyond for like. A year and a half, like close to two years. There was fucking. There was definitely fucking. Well, at least it smelled good. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, bathroom did not. Uh. 
Bed Bath Bed Bath and Beyond's women's bathroom is one of the top five most unsanitary environments uh, I have ever witnessed in wow. human history. Ever. Wow. Ever. Wow. Ever. Wow. The women's bathroom is unruly. Women, I'm telling you, it was it was some spite shit. Like women, women would get upset with the customer service, go in there and smear shit like on the walls. I've I've heard that women's restrooms are most of them are worse than men's restrooms. Horrible. There's a and, whole and men's restrooms are pretty bad. And there's a whole different set of fluids that they can tap into. Woo, buddy. Woo wee. Oh, you don't you don't even want to know. I'm oh, as I somebody know. who's worked who has worked a long time in retail. I can tell you. Um, well, shout out to Half Price. They, they actually, actually, our bathroom. Any any bad smells from our bathroom were on the were on base on the basis that it was an old building, very old building, uh, and the plumbing was not up to date. But uh, we kept it we kept it clean, and by we, I mean me to a point because if there was shit anywhere, I definitely uh, said no, just no. Oh me and my, I'm gonna tell one of these days. I'm gonna tell y'all the many stories of my of my middle manager who is the worst manager in human history. Um, I definitely told her no a lot. <laughs> um, Oz, there's a mess in there. Can you? And I I take a quick peek and turn and close the door and turn right back around. Nope. Get one of the new kids to do it. Yep. Um, yeah, definitely un un unsavory. Um. No fucking going on at half price though, um, like a minimum amount, I, and I say that now. Shout to Terry Crawford, she's probably listening to this, being like, "Oh, you have no idea," mm. but I won't say none. I'll say a minimum amount, way less than uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. Um, I'm pretty sure there was somebody who got someone else pregnant. Um, while they were in a relationship and nobody said anything. Wow. As a matter of fact, I told that story. Remember, remember, um, speaking of, remember when um, I was talking to a chick there and somebody and, and her dude yeah. came up to see me. Narrowly missed. And narrowly missed me. And it turned out that he was all of 5'6". <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Um, for those of you who have not listened to the previous episode, when I was working at Bed Bath and Beyond, I was definitely flirting with a young lady, and I kind of took things to the next level, uh, as flirtation wise, and you know, and you know, us possibly dating. And she had just lost that job, but when her dude found some flowers that he did not send. He came up to the job looking for me, and I had just left for the day. Like he was literally walking in the place when I was walking out, and he was walking around looking at everybody's name tags, looking for where I am. He walked in wearing black, all of five, five. Was it the baby? <laughs> he was too tall to be the baby. And he kept looking at name tags, you know, um, and. Everybody was like, we were so mad that you left for the day because we wanted to see his face when he walked up on your tall, lanky ass. <laughs> and it, it to this day, it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Um, 
Stop going up to work looking for these L's. Just stop it. Stop going up to work looking for these L's. Handle that shit not on company time. Just handle it at home. At home with your partner. <laughs> moral support. <laughs> 2021, yeah. we are advocating for moral fucking support. The, the flip side of that is, you know, I, I think I've told y'all before, one of my coworkers, um, a female coworker, a couple years ago had an, an incident where a guy at work was like genuinely sexually harassing her. Yeah. And, and it could have, it could have gone one way, but, um, Oh yeah. And you know, I, I, I advocated for her to, you know, go to management and go to HR to report right. it rather than, you know, escalate the situation. Yeah. And, and, you know, thankfully she did it the right way. Went to HR and all that because her, her, her guy was definitely ready to show up. And he's, very, and he's a very mature, you know, well-adjusted person. But he also is like, nah, you're not going to disrespect my woman like that. Right. Like, I had to talk to him personally like, hey, hey, man, this is good. That's we got right. It. We got it. We got it straight. We don't have to. You know. We don't have to do none of that. You know, he got me a bottle of Hennessy. Hey. You know, to show his appreciation. That's a real nigga. Yeah. But, you know, it was just like, nah, you, you, actually, don't, you actually don't have to do that. Like, everything, everything is good. We're straight. You good, you, you good to go, bro. We got you. We got you. He's like, man, thank you. I, I really appreciate you looking out. Man, it's cool. Well, it's all good, man. You know? And, uh, yeah, man, y'all don't, y'all, don't need, y'all don't need to, no. Don't show up to people's jobs. Don't, yeah, don't, don't walk into some ambush skibbity paths. Here's the other thing. And this is my final point, I promise. Yeah. When you go to someone else's job to throw hands or whatever it is to, to cause a confrontation, you will almost... Always lose. 100%. Everything is stacked against you. 100%. The other thing that you may run into is that the other coworkers might gang up on you as well. They might jump you. They might be a real family up yeah. there and jump you. I was, I, there was a few times I was willing, I was willing to uh, whoop somebody's ass at the bookstore. I was. When I worked at Target many years ago, there were times where, you know, people would have people show up. And I mean, just people who are just loosely cool with each other and just somewhat down just because of workplace workplace proximity, we're ready to throw hands for them. What they go up here for you, bro? Where yet? Still, like I've seen groups of five or six Negroes go out to the parking lot. Oh yeah, yeah, just, just to see who you know who's who's showing up. I was one. I was one. I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. Cause I there was a lot of women working at the bookstore. And it was a lot of creeps. Bookstores attract oh, creeps. Yeah. Bookstores are, are number one focal point for attracting creeps. Mm-hmm. And I definitely did. You know, oh, it was this dude does look where? What aisle? Okay, I'm coming. Okay, it's cool. Stay back here. I'm coming. Oh yeah. And 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 they get they get a little different tone, especially when they're selling books and they get mad. It was a it was a little boy. You could tell he was the bully. He was the bully at his his little white ass school, um, with his with his dingy white tee. He was one of them. He was one of them. He was one of them white kids that looked like he's always in in school suspension. <laughs> and he tried to get he tried to get bad with them over what they offered him for his books, and he really called this woman a bitch and turned around to me with his little with his little four nine ass. You all right, bro? <laughs> we got you, some bitches in here? You all right? You find everything okay? Sound like you found a bitch. 
No, sir. No, sir. Okay. All right. The lady, the lady got your money. Go on, go on, get your money. Sound like you found a bitch. The lady got you. The lady got your money. Go on, cash that out over there. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Don't find no more bitches now. <laughs> that this ain't this ain't this ain't the place for that, nigga. Um. Yeah. So there's that. Just, just don't 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 get caught up catching skippity paps at work, man. Um. What else going on? Oh, here's so to follow up from last week. Pooh Shiesty. Um. Pooh Shiesty got caught. So you know she uh, to uh, he got arrested. Last week, for possibly shooting a security guard in a in a scuffle, uh, basically the story was somebody, some while he was performing, somebody tried to reach in his pockets, and he they tried the security guard tried to get him away, and um, he turned around and felt a way about it, and he pulled that thing out, and uh, somebody got shot. Mm. There was a, there was a shooting. There was somebody shot back. And apparently the security guard got shot, and Pushaisty is now in custody. Um, Pushaisty has not been allowed um, bail. But what's crazy about this is that the security guard has come to and has recanted his whole fucking story. Oh, really? The whole story, hmm. like because apparently they took his statement while he was on medication, while he was on heavy pain meds, and. Now he doesn't know what he saw or who shot him. They got to that boy, and by day I mean I think it was the hip hop the the hip hop squad. We have established, we have established that some shady shit is going on in Miami these days. Polo G just got let out mm. on bail, and his words were quote They moving way different in Miami. Which is why he's performing in Houston this week. Which is why he's coming to Houston to perform. Um, they're not moving that much better here. <laughs> <laughs> um, very shady shit. Recanted the whole story, but not even bail has been posted. Something ain't right about that. I don't know what because I'm not a I'm not a fucking law major. It's a lot of shit ain't right about mm. that. They I'm just gonna leave it there. They got to that boy. They, the hip hop squad is out here. What happened to that boy? What happened to that boy? Um, that shit was that, that shit used to jam though. It did. I was, I, you know, I had a little trouble with it at first, but they, that shit jam. That first clips album was actually a classic album, and that shit was really, really Lord cool. Willing. Yes, that shit was fire. I still fuck with Lord Willing. That that was nasty. Yeah. That yeah, that them that was some hard, real, rapid niggas. <laughs> I yeah. miss I miss Malice and Pusher. Oh man, yeah, that was some that was some rapping there. Yeah. Um, what else going on? Oh, the, the her album. Yeah, her her got a new album out like twenty twenty one joints. It's nice, it's real nice, very nice. Been waiting on that one. Yeah. Damn, it's been out for like a year now. It's been out for a while, yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, that's still a jam of the year. Damage was nasty. It was, na- it was nasty. And so now, um, I like the album. I like the features. The features did, 
Uh, Ty, I like hearing from Ty Dollar. Um, it was a couple features on there I fuck with. The only complaint I had about this album was the joint with her and Corday. Really? It wasn't a bad song. It wasn't a bad feature. But you could tell that the you could tell that the the label like was they wanted her to try some shit. You could tell yeah. that the label wanted that on the album. Yeah, that doesn't that. line up with a her project. I can see that. You know what I mean? They definitely wanted to check some boxes on this album, and that fit. Well, her is at a stage in the game where the label is going to want to try some shit. Mm-hmm. When what they need to do is get the fuck out of the way and let her do what her does. Let her do an album with D'Angelo. Facts. <laughs> Facts. There's a couple of little team, a couple of good team ups she needs to do. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see an, an entire album with her and Janae Aiko. I take an album with her and Janae. I take an album with her and Ari. Ari needs some more comp for some some more yeah. team ups lately. Um, if she, you know, it, you know, in in between her busy being an IG model baddie, um, it, yeah, I I I think that was kind of forced on there, but I don't think it takes away from how good sonically this project is. It's pretty good. I'm I, that's going to get some replay value out of me. Uh, but we shouldn't be surprised. Her, everything her does is quality. I, I, t- she was on an old Navy commercial. And I was jamming. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like her is really is is really getting out there, and I'm glad Outside's opening because that means touring. Yep. Uh, I definitely want her to come this way because I'll definitely go to that. Um, what else we got going on? Oh, uh, podcast news. Call her daddy. The 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 sex positive podcast basically it's like the white version of horrible decisions, mm. um, horrible decisions being better. <laughs> I look no, these I I can't listen to these white these white girls sex positive podcasts because they're always just a little too problematic. Like like I'm I'm always waiting for the sh- the other shoe to drop when they start talking about fucking niggas. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, I'm always waiting for that one story where, and I called him, and and he and, and he let me call him a nigger, and, and I'm always waiting for that. You know what I'm saying? And the other, and there was that other guys we fucked. That's what it's called. It was that other one that was pretty big, and they fell off because they were talking about because uh, they were talking about black dudes the wrong way. They were talking about fucking black dudes the wrong way. So I'm always leery of these. Anyway, I gotta see what they look like. We report. Uh, Sophia's bad. Um, I, Alex ain't. I'm not into that. But, um, so we reported on them before about how that little duo, Sophia and Alex, um, broke up. Like they were co-hosts, and Sophia got left out of the deal, and um, the other girl got to keep all the intellectual property, and um, Alex on her own now gets to keep the IP and now she got a Spotify deal for like almost 60 million probably this thing yeah Sophia's the dark haired one and Alex is the blonde okay I mean I guess um and I have to say for two reasons one that sounds very black eyed peas to me 
Because you know that Because you know that Before Fergie They had that first girl Yeah From the joints and jams and shit Yep And she did not speak favorably Kim I forgot her last name Yeah She did not speak favorably At all About their little Rebrand No, nah, they kind of did her dirty They did her very dirty uh, For those of you who don't know The Black Eyed Peas start, Before they had Fergie on their team They had a black girl singing And when they tried that, when they when they moved, when they got when they went from independent to mainstream, and they had to, and they they had they cut her out of the deal, and ended up selling their soul to Fergie. Um, for all the good that did them. Um, so what did these mediocre white women do? They got a Spotify deal. Oh, okay. Sixty mil. Oh, okay. Sounds well, right. the blonde one did. I got you. And I say that to also say. Spotify is mounting an army. Better yet, a navy. Spotify is getting out here. Like in the podcast wars, they're getting their shit together. Now, I don't like their user interface as far as uh, looking for podcasts. Mm-hmm. They've changed it again. Yeah. But as far as like content, they rolling. They got. Yeah, they, they put got, 60 mil on her. They got both of the Obamas. They got both Obamas. They just picked up uh oh, they just picked up somebody I can't think of. Uh Joe Rogan. They, Joe Rogan getting a yep. hundred mil. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out where that money's coming to, what 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 that money's going to. I know it's not going to pay artists for streaming their music. <laughs> that much Shit. I know. I'm just saying, like, I get that Joe Rogan's big. Is he a hundred mil big? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. They seem to think so. Um, but yeah, I podcasting is about to get really weird. It's about to get really weird for non-celebrity people. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Us, I, I, us. Okay. I talked. I talked about this a year ago. Probably exactly a year ago. I talked about this where I had a problem with companies shoehorning these celebrities that don't know what the fuck they're doing as far as podcasting as far as they're concerned they're just talking that don't know what the fuck they're doing and it's it it's mediocre content with big names on it and that fucks up the market for the little guy and the little guy kind of has to get in where they fit in and it's not going to be many of us. There have been a few that have gotten deals lately and have gotten deals to this point. But from this point forward, it's going to get really weird. Yeah. And you've got some, like, you've got, like, oh, to his credit, Charlemagne is picking up the little guy. Charlemagne is definitely, Charlemagne, you know, he, he sees talent. He'll, he'll pull who he can out of the Chitlin circuit. Joe Budden, uh, no, he's yet to be seen. He, he's getting notable. He's he's getting names, but it's about to get real weird, and it's going to be a lot of little chitlin circuits being created mm-hmm. um, to corral data for ourselves, and 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 so that money is coming to us, much like rappers selling out of their trunk to avoid bum deals. Master P. Sold out of his trunk for a long time to avoid a bum deal. True. 
you know, even back in the day, Hammer, before he sold out, he, he was selling out of his trunk to avoid a bum deal. I'm just saying it's gonna get it's about to get weird out here. Um so those anybody that anybody that's looking to start podcasting, just know what you're up against. Yep. Know what you're up against, know the know what kind of audience you want to corral for yourself and uh market accordingly. Uh that's the hardest part. Market accordingly. Uh but y'all didn't tune in to listen to, you know fucking podcasting advice we're gonna take a quick break uh with a message from our sp- and we're gonna uh have a message from our sponsors yay um we'll be right back with more foolishness and fuckery you are listening to opinions while black sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting pour up let's go Yo, what up? This is your boy Oz. I'm here to talk to you about Birth of the Promiscuous Girl, uh, one of our sponsors. That is the latest literary release by Renaissance woman April Smith. Through a collection of provocative, thought-provoking diary entries, Smith takes readers on a journey that ranges from a difficult family life as a young girl into a seemingly insurmountable gauntlet of obstacles and experiences, with Smith emerging on the other side as a veteran, a loving mother, and a successful self-made woman. Drama, suspense, strife, hope. I'm telling y'all, the book has it all. Um, you don't want to miss this one. Birth of the Promiscuous Girl is now available on Amazon, both in paperback and Kindle formats. Cop that immediately. Tell them Oz sent you. Sweet. And, and we are back. Mm-hmm. We are black. Yeah. We are opinionated, and I am feeling pretty good. Feeling good, feeling great. I will say three rounds so far. Yeah, same. I'm. Yeah. Oh, I thought I was babysitting that. I'm not. Um, It is time for white people must be stopped. Uh This is why I don't fuck with white people. Oh yeah. Um, Actually, I'm gonna kick it off. I have a white people must be stopped. Um, So, I told y'all I was outside. Um, I stopped off to get some lunch, sitting and having lunch or next to a next to a lovely window view, and listening to my listening to catching up on podcasts and shit. And a couple of white girls walk by me, young white girls in scrubs. To their credit, they both had masks on. Um, they walk by me, and I feel. Someone grazed the side of my hair. And I wanted to chalk it up to maybe they were just too close and bumped into me. But it was, I felt fingers graze the side of my hair. And I took one of my earbuds out and I heard one say to the other, his afro is badass and did not acknowledge me until I turned around to go what the fuck and they're still walking this is all in a drive by moment and they and the girl looks at me and goes oh I was just telling her that your afro is badass all, all while barely looking at me 
and just on going out the door as if to as if acknowledging me is a, as a person uh, is secondary and afterthought to you touching me and making observations about my hair without my consent did she do this on juneteenth she did this on juneteenth the ancestors are furious and it was when people, you know, I, I, I told this story on social media, and they were like, well, why didn't you, well, did you say anything? All of this happened in such a drive-by moment that caught me off guard because I had my headphones on. It was too, they were gone. Mm. It was too fast to react. And let me tell you, they picked the right one. Because a few women responded. They were like, no, they picked the right one. They had to do this with a man. Because if it were a woman... A black woman would have hunted them down to the ends of the earth. Uh, a, a black woman would not have let her pull her hand back. <laughs> also true. Also true. And let, me tell you something, and let me tell you something else that tells me about white people. When we say white people have no natural predators and have no like self-preservation instinct, this is how I know they don't. Because niggas are crazy mm-hmm. these days. Especially when it's hot outside. You know how I know this? I don't know. I, I, I didn't. We didn't talk about this before. There's a story right now where a young, where it was a black dude that walked up on these women. Um, they were eating on a patio at some restaurant, and he came off the street and walked up to them, trying to holler at them, and they said they weren't having it. And then he tried again, and they finally told him to fuck off, and clown him, and he. Turned right around, went to the trunk of his car, got his gun, and started and started airing that bitch out. And the women were running. All you see from their camera phone is them in a fast-paced jog, not a jog, a a stride, like Lovecraft Country. Old girl was yeah. moving. Yeah, and black women have to walk through the world with the knowledge usually with the knowledge that that could happen at any moment those white women had no I, now I'm not saying you should let that thing off or that you should in, in, have violence against women when they do something you don't like but there are crazy people out here and you fucking with strangers like that you don't know mentally what someone's going through true and people will set it the fuck off. And yes, they should be in prison for it. But there is no promise that you won't be dead first. Watch your ass out here. And white women, and worse yet, white women don't have a sense of, of personal space in a pandemic. You knew enough to wear a mask. On Juneteenth too. On Juneteenth, I'm telling y'all, I, I had, I have ancestors coming for that ass. I have some reservations about Juneteenth being an official holiday. Now. I have lots of them. Um, you know, I've seen what's happened to Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> and it's not even an official holiday. You know, I'm telling you, this time next year, we're gonna step into the spot. There's gonna be some club in Midtown. White girls in Kente cloth. Kente cloth. 
there's going to be at least two to three dudes in blackface. White dudes and koofies. Who are going to get their asses whooped. And they're going to be like, well, I didn't know it was racist. Boy, I tell you. Chet Hanks. Chet Hanks is, can't save you. It's going to be like the patron saint of Juneteenth. Watch. And, and, here's, and, and here's the other thing. I feel like anybody who's curious or doesn't understand why this, why Juneteenth basically being given to the masses isn't a good thing. Remember that episode of Boondocks where the white, the white teacher that was always trying so hard was trying to teach everybody about Kwanzaa mm-hmm. and nobody gave a fuck. It's just him in the, in the, in the classroom screaming Harambe Harambe. That's what you're looking at in the future with Juneteenth. That's what you're looking for. The, the the problem with Juneteenth for white people is that in order for them to celebrate it, they have to acknowledge that slavery was a thing. That's going to be tough for them. Especially in Texas since they just signed the 1836 project yeah. into into movement. It's going it's to be tough for they them. They can't even talk about slavery. Yeah. That's going to be that that's a boy that's going to be a hard pill to swallow. Well, also Juneteenth isn't during the school year, coincidentally. So they don't ah. so they don't have to mention anything. Speak on it, son. Ah, ha, yeah. Science. Boy. And and here's where it gets worse. Brian Kemp. Um, Is that the, a dude in Georgia? Yeah, the uh, the head nincompoop in charge um, in Georgia has signed legislation to where they've blocked Juneteenth from being a paid holiday for state employees. So just just so you understand how little they really give a fuck. You know, we can't talk about slavery. A lot of people don't get paid on don't get paid for it. A lot of people probably won't even get the day off from work. Right. Um, you know, so I you know, it's a hollow thing. It's a hollow gesture. Um I I like the suggestions that we start just convincing people that we that there's some shit we've always been doing for Juneteenth mm-hmm. and it's just Get, give a black person give the give the nearest black person to you fifty dollars. <laughs> I'm telling you, we gonna, we people gonna try to get reparations out of this one way or the other, because reparations on a government level ain't happening. Um, I'm sorry to be the one to tell y'all. Um, what else we got here? Oh, Greg Abbott fucking up again. Greg ha- Greg Abbott and ERCOT. I'm reminded that my lawyers have advised me. To temper my words <laughs> when it comes to discussing Greg Abbott. <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> Greg, so um, Greg Abbott has had a rough week. Basically, he's, well, the first thing you have to know about what's going on in Texas is that ERCOT, remember we just talked about how there was a time when you didn't, you never even heard of ERCOT. Mm-hmm. Now we hear about them anytime weather changes in any way. <laughs> um, we had a small bit of a heat wave. And, and in, in Texas, a heat wave means it goes from like 80, 89 to like 95 degrees. Yeah. Um, a hard five degrees up. Um, and ERCOT, coincidentally, several power plants were down. Mm. Um, and they were asking us to conserve energy. Now, how were they asking us to conserve energy? They were asking us to keep the thermostat at 78 
during the day. Uh, for those of you that don't live in Texas, 78 on any day in the summer is unconscionable. And sometimes, what they say? Keep it at like 82 when you're asleep? Yeah, keep it like 82 at night. Get the fuck out of my face. That's hotter than when you're awake. Yeah, I got to get all the way the fuck out of here with that. Fuck out of here. Don't run, don't, don't run the oven. Don't run large appliances. How about you don't do it? Don't wash your clothes. You don't do it. Oh, well, we know that ain't going to happen. Yeah. Because they never had a call to shut down any of the large buildings with lights with lights on all night downtown. Down, in downtown Houston, certainly not in the useless filth that is Dallas. So it this and of course this was going to affect poor people disproportionately and freezing is one thing cold is one thing but the heat in Texas people would die die certainly you can warm up you can always warm up in a freeze you can't hide from this heat in Texas nope. at all the heat coming for your ass that heat is disrespectful we got two fans in here right now <laughs> and the heat is still disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? And and all this could have been avoided had ERCOT taken more steps to fix the problems that they knew were going on with these not weatherized power plants back in February. Yeah. When when half the state shut down. And now they want to pour money into other things. Greg Abbott wants to pour money into. Well, he just he just signed a legislation um, that would make Texas a central hub for blockchain and um, uh, what is it? Cryptocurrency, what? which is stupid because cryptocurrency and blockchain take up. They eat up massive amounts of energy right, and power. Right. And we can't keep the power grid on for basic use. That's batshit crazy. And honestly, this and honestly, this I would this blockchain and this crypto shit and this NFT shit, I wanna see how this is gonna shape out um on a national level. Because the power grid is kind of wobbly nationally too. But more importantly, because Texas isn't on the national grid, they're on this bum-ass ERCOT grid because we outsource everything. So you mean to tell me that during the freeze, um, y'all weren't ready because the, the power grid is more geared towards being ready for intense heat. But in June, barely summertime... <clears throat> When a small heat wave turns it turns things up five degrees, y'all ain't ready for that either. Last time they said the solar panels were frozen. The oh, they, thawed out now. They blame solar. They blame wind. Oh, they was full of shit. This is bummy. This is really bummy. And and then they're not gonna and they what little they've done to take action. They're they're not gonna start weatherizing this shit until twenty twenty two at best. They're not going to. Ever, this is this, this is ridiculous. This is re ridiculous. 
Invest in solar. If you're building a new house, just put solar on your house and call it a day. Just, yeah, get a solar panel house. Until they block the sun, just do that shit. Real talk. Real talk. And don't worry. Don't worry. Trump get back in office, blocking the sun, that's coming. Yeah. That's coming. Um, yeah, it's been a really bummy week uh, with these white people, man, especially in Texas. Because let me tell you something. When you're not working, when you're at home, or if you work at home, the the stress and the anxiety from worrying about whether there's going to be rolling blackouts or a shutdown right. is scarier than the actual than an actual shutdown. So your anxiety is just on twelve all week. That's fucking crazy. That I can't I can't do it anymore. And let me tell you something. Seventy eight they were luck they got a hard seventy three out of me. That was my sacrifice. 73 was my sacrifice. They told us, they gave us the all clear on Friday. The number on this unit says 60. God damn. Fuck Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott can eat a bag of dicks. I can say that. He can eat a black-owned dick. Yeah. I can get away with that, too. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so pray for us. And... <laughs> The election, the election to get him the fuck out of here is in November of this year. Yes. So just remember this motherfucker. Remember this motherfucker. And if you know anybody that works for ERCOT, slap the shit out of them yeah. for me. Uh, do that. Send your racist stories. Send your real-life racist encounters along with your listener letters. Questions for myself and D. Randall or anyone who is a guest on this podcast. Please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or log on to opinionswildblack.com uh, where you can find ways to get in touch with us, ways to listen to this podcast, more information about the Least Sober Team in podcasting, buy merch, yep, or donate something to the tip jar. We'll take that. Uh, we will be back uh, with your listener letters and top three STFUs. This is Houston's most Savage podcast. <laughs> Pour up. And we are back. Yeah. We are black. We are opinionated. And we are drunk. It's true. Mm. Make no mistakes about it. Feeling good, feeling great. Um, it's time for your listener letters. Uh, opinion, uh, not opinion. I'm looking at the Twitter handle. Uh, let's look in the mailbag. Tales to Enrage. Tales to Enrage has. Do you have any weird ass childhood? Do you have any weird ass childhood pop culture things that you swear you only imagined until the internet proved otherwise? Examples would be. Canadian cartoons that got aired three times and then disappeared. Oh. Tales to Enrage. You what? You know who the fuck you talking to? Because let me tell you something. Most of my favorite shit that really kind of inspired me going forward is bummy shows that lasted two episodes, not even long enough for you to remember that they were there. And vanished from from thin air. This is my bread and motherfucking butter. 
Most of my favorite Saturday morning cartoons were cartoons that lasted three episodes and went away quickly. Shit that y'all don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. What do you know about Cyber 6? Defenders of Dinatron City. Get the fuck out of here. You you speaking my language. What do you know about the Bionic 6? Get the fuck. This, nigga, hit him with the fucking air horns. This is my shit. This is exactly what you're talking about. Like... Like shit that maybe you fucked with, not realizing it wouldn't last long. Shit that even like a prime time, even like a show that got canceled. Now it's different now because of social media mm-hmm. and Netflix won't really let and streaming services won't let anything die. But before that, like you would have, you know, you would have a show that was kind of going hard and then got and then got fucked off early, and you know. I had to prepare for this one because that, that's, I mean, that's a good question. I just, you know, like I'm, Viper. Yeah. Remember that shit where everybody tried to, tried to have a new Knight Rider? Was that the one with the, with, with the guy that was like made of, no. Was that, that the one that he actually drove a Viper? Yes. Okay, no. There's one. Okay, there is one. I can't remember what it's called. It, it's kind of like a mixture between Knight Rider and Tron. It was a dude. It's Auto Man. I, it's Auto Man. It's a dude with a light up car, and his best friend who's like a hologram, and he didn't actually turn corners. Like if 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 his car was if his car was going to turn a corner, it shit just went. Shoop, shoop. It just did a yeah, it was just a, a hard, hard ninety degree turn. Yeah, is that is that what it is? That is Auto Man. I unmistakably okay. I knew right away what the fuck you were talking. about. That's Auto Man. Okay, so that that might be mine. Yeah, it's shit like that. It was not good. It, no, not at all. And they had, there was a lot of shit in that lane that I fucked with tough. Yep, it was Auto Man. Yep, I told you, this is my lane. Yep, that's that's it. That's the one. That is my bread and butter. This is what got, man, bruh. This was terrible. It was a Glenn Larson show, of course. Of course it was. All the Glenn Larson shows went nowhere. (laughs) Like Airwolf was a Glenn Larson show. Why did I watch Airwolf? Everyone watched Airwolf. Man, Glenn Larson shows just went nowhere. Um, I'll tell you another one. I think this is Glenn Larson. Super Force. Super Force was the dumbest shit. Some some astronaut went to like the moon and came back, and it was the future, and there was crime, and he stole like a like a like a a, a prototype super suit with a motorcycle. And became a vigilante called Super Force. And it was the dumbest looking costume you've ever seen in your fucking life. They put together, this was when they would put together like all the safety pads they could muster from any given like, from like they would get put together safety pads and anything they saw on Nickelodeon guts and make it a superhero costume. Super Force was terrible, but I loved every episode of that shit. I don't think that was him. I don't, I don't see it on here. What's, um, what's wild is like Glenn Larson had some good ones, and he had some bad ones. He had hella misses. He had a lot of good ones though. Well, a lot of bad ones. Um, I don't even remember Team Knight Rider. Team Knight Rider was so fucking bad when they came, when they started up. Upda- See, they, they, that was when they started updating the Mustangs. Yeah. Oh, bro, bro this is my uh, shit. He did Manimal. Uh, Manimal was horrible. Uh, 
One another another bad one that came and went, and I don't know why I was staying up late at night watching it. Baywatch Nights. I didn't even watch Baywatch Days. Dave- <laughs> <laughs> David Hasselhoff's character from Baywatch became a private detective and started solving mysteries. And and like halfway through the show, when they weren't testing well, the shit started getting supernatural. It was so bad. Mitch Buchanan, the the, the, the night the, the night stalker. What the fuck? It was so bad. Mutant X. Mutant X was horrible. Oh man, it was a bunch of these shits. That was my shit. That was where I lived. Was in the horrible shows that didn't last but three episodes or lasted. Five seasons and nobody noticed or watched it. Earth Final Conflict. Nigga, get the fuck fuck out of here. This is my shit. But if I had to pick one, it would probably be this show that came on sci-fi for a while. And then it moved to somewhere else called The Odyssey. It was this, it was, I think it was like an Australian show originally. Because it had all the trappings of a bad um a, a low budget um Australian or Canadian joint. It was this kid who fell from a treehouse or something and he hit his head and he fell into a coma. And as he fell into a coma, he ended up in this alternate world where it was all kids and nobody lived past the age of sixteen. Mm. And he was looking for a way home. And it dealt with that, but in the real world, it dealt with them, with his family and his friends and shit, trying to be there for him while he's in this coma. And it was so, so it was a lot of real drama shit on one side, and it was a lot of sci-fi dystopian shit on the other side. And then he woke up, but then he was still kind of living in this other world, which, as it turned out, was just his subconscious. It was, it was just shit he was making up. From his own subconscious of reading too many fucking novels. So you kept waiting on it to be like a real alternate dimension or something. But it, it was just this kid rationalizing all the shit that happened to him. It was really weird. And if you look really closely, Ryan Reynolds was in it. It, it was actually a Canadian TV It was Canadian, series. yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you look... From 92 to 94, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is listed there. And... Um, Ryan Reynolds was in a lot of bullshit. That's why I always say Ryan Reynolds earned every bit of where he is. Because it took him a lot of bullshit to get to where he is. They were in a fantasy world called Downworld. Downworld, that's what it was. It was, a lot of, it, was a, it was very weird. It was a lot of rollerblades and a lot of kids using safety pads as armor and shit. It was very fucked up. It was real fucked up. It was him looking for, you know, it was... This dude that was kind of like the king on recess, but it ended, it was kind of a younger version of his dad who had either died or gone missing. Um, yeah, the Odyssey was fucked up. Um, yeah, I, man, that was where I that's where I live. That's my bread and butter. The Bionic Six was my shit. When 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 like. Bionics were trying to be a thing, and you know you had the six million dollar man, the bionic woman, and the fembots and all that shit. 
and they made this cartoon about this kid, about this guy who kind of looks like Lee Majors. Uh, I I remember not watching the Bionic Six. <laughs> yeah. Looking at it now, and his whole family was Bionic. Yeah, and they had this mystery dude who would show up, who would show up every once in a while. He was kind of like Daredevil, except instead of being blind, he was deaf. It was weird. <laughs> this shit had sixty five episodes over two seasons. <laughs> That's what y'all want to bring back. That's the shit y'all want to bring back. Just two or three seasons of bullshit. Wow. Talk about y'all want to bring back longer seasons. Get the fuck out of here. That's how you get Bionic Six. This is, this is. We got '90s X Men at home. Look at this shit. Oh my god, X Men. There was an X Men. There was an X-Men cartoon before the legendary 90s X-Men. And I don't remember much of it, but it was bullshit. Defenders of the Earth. Wow, that actually is a oh thing. Oh, my God. Defenders of the Earth with, like, Mandrake the Magician and the Phantom? Sure. Oh, Silverhawks. I was a fan Hell of that. Hell yeah! I was a fan of that. Silverhawks. Wings of silver, nerves of steel. That was my shit. And I had a, I had a homeboy... Who uh, who I worked with at, at a, he was gay, who I worked with at uh, Half Price. No, the reason I say that is because he loved pointing out how things that didn't really have like a sexual orientation mm-hmm. were blatantly gay. And so he saw a picture of the Silverhawks. He was like, oh, dude, they were super gay. They all look like giant disco balls. Wow. They couldn't be anything else but gay, Alice. They were like... Oh man, y'all! The Defenders of the Earth looks like the most generic Captain Planet ass Justice League I've ever seen. It was some bullshit. They put together a bunch of superheroes that they couldn't sell to '80s kids on their own. They got the Phantom, Ming the Merciless, and a nigga with a backpack. Flash Gordon. Oh, that's Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Wow. Who's the dude with the backpack? The black dude. I have no idea. It, I never. It doesn't knew. matter. They made him up. That, that's it what it matter. was. It doesn't matter. They made him up. Wow. And the Phantom was my shit. And I still never fucked with Defenders of the Earth. Oh, that was... Man. The Centurions. Oh, I, I God. remember that. Power Extreme. Oh. Galaxy Ranger. <laughs> oh, my God. Galaxy Rangers. Wow. Uh, uh, Star Sheriff and the Saber Riders. The 80s and 90s had a lot of misses, yo. Dinosaurs. There's dinosaurs. I see that. Bruh. Y'all... Yo, Yo, Mighty Orbots. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Remember Mighty Max? Unfortunately, yes. That bunch of bullshit with the magic cap that could teleport him. Oh. And that was pretty much his only purpose in the show. They're a saber rider and the star sheriffs. Okay. Boy, I, I knew all this shit. Um, Jason, the Wheeled Warriors. Hey, this might be revisionist history, but this is my truth. Thundar the Barbarian did not slap. Sorry, y'all. Bruh! <laughs> Thunder on a barbarian and his star sword, nigga? What the hell? I said, we got He-Man at home. That shit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that shit was hard, nigga. <laughs> Thunder on a barbarian. What do you know about that? Watch it now. Uh, I, I refuse. Yeah. <laughs> I will not. I will not. Energy not kept. Oh man, I I used to fuck with that shit tough though. Uh, James Bond Junior. Uh, speaking of old school shit, David Santiago, 
says, did y'all see how hard that Masters of the Universe Netflix trailer was? With Mark Hammer with Mark Hamill as Skeletor, all I need is all I need in life. Yeah, I agree. That shit was hard. That shit yeah. looked hard. Yeah. And if, if Kevin Smith is writing it, Kevin Smith knows his shit. Um, it, it should be. It should be good. I need. I need this from Kevin Smith because I need him to make up for Cop Out. Ooh. Yeah, ooh. You remember that bullshit? Is that the one with Bruce Willis and with Bruce Tracy Willis and Tracy Morgan? Morgan? Yeah. Got a lot of good memes out of it. Not a lot of good movie though. Not a lot of good movie. Him and Rashida Jones. Damn. Yeah, it was it was it was not great. It was not great. Boy, that that was some bullshit. They wanted to it was like it was weird. It's like they were trying to do half bake for like cops. It was weird. Whole thing was weird. Tracy Morgan was in an insecure marriage with Rashida Jones. Bruce Willis was looking for a like a fucking Sandy Koufax card or some shit. I, it was weird. The whole thing was fucked up. They broke a lot, and 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 given how we feel about cops now, <laughs> not a lot of it holds up. Yeah, at all. Yeah, like it, every it, second we'd be watching it talking about they they should all go to prison. Yeah, all of them. Like <laughs> that's how I feel about some of these shows. Like there are some cop shows. Mayor of East Town was cool, even though. Everyone in Mayor of East Town should go to prison. Everybody, including and, Mayor. It, including especially Mayor, should go to prison. All of them. Even the dude, even the victim's like father should go to prison. I think he did go to prison. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, shit, he did go to prison. <laughs> he kidnapped the dude that they think might have done it, but didn't have shit to do with it either. Tried to kill him. He, and, and he admitted to it, and he too should have gone to prison. Yeah, that kid should have gone to prison. There was nobody. <laughs> there was nobody except like Guy Pierce and Gene Smart. That they were the only ones that didn't deserve to go to prison. We found out Gene Smart's character had an affair. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Guy Pierce was the only decent person in this whole thing. Maybe, and I was just ready for the other shoe to drop with him. I was like, he's got to be the killer. Yeah, he has to be the killer. He's got these kids in his in his bedroom somewhere. Oh man, that was some crazy shit. Um, wow. Yeah, that was a that was a rabbit hole we went down for yeah. the listener letter section. Sorry. Uh, it happens. That's what y'all come here for. Uh, opinionswhileblack.com is where you need to go. Uh, opinionswhileblack at gmail.com if you have any long form questions um, uh, music I've seen a bunch of music suggestions in the mailbag lately I gotta get to those um, it is time for the top three STFUs yeah buddy who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up <clears throat> number three is Kevin Hart Kevin Hart went on social media to promote a movie of course to promote a movie about like being a dad, mm-hmm. so of course, like him and Lil Rel are in it. Mm-hmm. Lil Rel just running around getting a bag where he wherever he can, anywhere. That nigga was selling Aflac, like it's he's just he's just anywhere and everywhere, anywhere. Um, <clears throat> so uh, Kevin Hart was fielding a bunch of uh, criticism about how people don't think he's funny. And he ended up getting into it in the comment section. That, look, no matter how you feel about Kevin Hart, whether you think he's funny or not, I don't. Randall does not. Um, this is stupid on Kevin Hart's part. Look, 
That last comedy special did not slap at all. Uh, it is a big L when you do when you film a comedy special in your own house, and the shit don't slap. Loss. However, he's done enough work that has slapped for enough people and made enough money off of it. You don't really have to just have it out with everybody that don't fuck with you, right? And then Kevin Hart, for a while, had kind of built his his brand on being likable, even if you don't fuck with him. By being likable and being uplifting and being positive, kind of a little miniature version of what The Rock does. <laughs> Literally a miniature <laughs> version. <laughs> um, you don't, ha- like, like, once you put content out there, it's not yours anymore. People can interpret it for however they interpret they go, it. They're going to say whatever they want to say about it. They are. And sometimes that's not going to go your way. And sometimes you just have to look the other way on it. You don't have to defend every piece of product you 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 pour into. I know people are human and they put their heart and soul into this shit. You don't have to, you don't have to go after everybody that comes for you. Mm-mm. As one thing as a celebrity you have to learn early on is that you don't have to show up to every fight you're invited to. I and this is something cuz this is something that regular people have to learn every day and relearn mm-hmm. over and over every day. I had a bitch ass nigga on social media doing several videos challenging me to I don't know argue with him on live. <gasps> First of all, what the fuck would we even do? Like, what, a, what's the point of that? That's a good use of your time, you know. It's not like <laughs> I always wonder what people think the what people think is supposed to come of that. Like what? Like what's going to get solved? I, I and no one can ever answer me. He gets the attention that he wants. He definitely did. He definitely got the attention he wanted by just wait, flailing in the wind by himself, um, which is very appropriate for him. Um, uh, fucking nincompoop. So Kevin Hart, you've got to shut the fuck up. You've got to shut the fuck up. Like, focus. You have enough people in your corner, and you have enough people that consume your product, and will continue to consume your product. <clears throat> that it's okay for you to focus on them. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. If I had multiple movies, multiple. Photo ops, multiple times hanging out and having fun with The Rock, y'all could never tell me shit ever the fuck again. I would also not be in comment sections. <laughs> never. If I were famous, I would only respond to other famous people. Be going, son. I'm just saying. I like. I would like. It, you know those little flow charts where they where they say like you know can I say can I say nigger it's like are you black yeah. yes then yes do I need if I was even remotely do I need to be in this comment section are you famous yes is the comment from Jordan Woods no then no you don't need to be in the fucking comment section <laughs> shut the fuck up no one could ever tell me a fucking thing again and he, his wife is attractive. His wife, bro, I am so tired of this week and telling people to get off of social media and go be productive with their wives. I'm so sick of saying it. 
But I swear to God, it's the honest to God truth. It also makes you wonder why some people are so immersed in social media. Hmm. I, it does. It does. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna delve into that. I'm gonna stay on task and say Kevin Hart should shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. You know. Number two, Glenn Big Baby Davis. Did he step away from the buffet? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Glenn Big Baby Davis was on. Uh, an episode of uh, Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay's Higher Learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, him and Van Lathan are cousins. Mm-hmm. Van Lathan got some, man. Van Lathan got some oddball connections out here. Man, if you look at them in the face, I think they kind of favor. Every nigga ain't cousins, man. You think they like play cousins? Hell yeah. <laughs> Y'all niggas be like, your mama knew my mama. Yeah, yeah, play cousins to like they pass each other at the grocery store once. Nigga, we cousins. Play cousins that like to have your back at school and shit. Mm-mm. Um, so Big Baby says some spicy shit about Ky- Kyrie Irving hurt his foot, I guess. Yeah, and Big Baby went to ostracize and make fun of him because he hurt his foot. Um, after. Stepping on the logo, the, the Celtics logo, the Celtics logo at half court, the in, little in leprechaun, Boston. yeah. And he was like, Well, that's karma's a bitch, karma's a motherfucker. And uh, you know, they it, it, to his credit, his cousin tried to try to put the interview, tried to drive the interview in a direction that maybe he could say something intelligent and make up. For the insensitive thing that he said about young Kyrie Irving, he did not take the bait. Um, he he doubled down and was happy to be strong and wrong. <laughs> and he was like, "I mean that, man. I said what I said. That you know, I you know that that logo means something to people, man. I'm a Celtic, and you know that means something to people, and and that, that just like flags mean something to people. You know, that's that's what I love. You know." Besides plates, yeah. <laughs> and it didn't sound good when he went into how much he loves Boston because he swears that that people say that Boston is racist, and he says he doesn't know what they're talking about, and he's never sit, he's never seen any instances of racism come out of Boston. Just because they feed you, don't mean that they're not racist. <laughs> I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie spoke about his experiences in Boston after he left, and it, you know he, you know he felt he felt a certain way about it. You know, they still they were still throwing shit at him. You know, so yeah, if he wanted to step on the mascot, it is what it is, man. Just Glenn, be mad, just be mad, man. <laughs> but but the other half of that is these young players wear a different kind of skin when it comes to talking about each other and shit. Because, you know, these are different times. Glenn Big Baby Davis is not that old, but he definitely comes from the era of Kevin Garnett. Yeah. He's he's 35. Where everything is to be taken personally. Yeah. Kevin Garnett, like, you know, Kevin Garnett says some shit, you'd be ready to fight. True. He definitely, because he definitely told Carmelo Anthony that, uh, 
his wife tasted like Honey Nut Cheerios. It's a honey of the nose. It's Honey Nut Cheerios. See, that's when you show up at work. That's when you have to show up at work and throw hands. Right. Exactly. Man, y'all, man, y'all better figure out. Y'all better figure out what's what, bro. Um. Good baby, look. When you've gotten to a point where you were defending Boston, which is one of just the racism capitals of the world, like where they make white people, you got to shut the fuck up, bro. Shut the fuck up. And the number one person who should shut the fuck up is the baby. No. Yeah, the baby is at it again. Um. So. He got into a little tizzy on Twitter last night. Um, we're recording Sunday. This happened like Saturday. On Juneteenth? On Juneteenth, bro. People have just no dignity about these things. Got into it with Megan Thee Stallion. Mm. Apparently, what we are to take from the Twitter exchange is that is that um, now that uh, there's a single out where uh, DaBaby and Tory Lanez have done a song together. Sure. Uh, that, sure, why not? I'll probably never hear it. Um, apparently, some things were said to Megan behind closed doors to lead her to believe that DaBaby had her back and supported her in this whole thing with Tory Lanez shooting her. And for, her, for him to be... Uh, Fucking with Tory Lanez now in public, it looks bad. It does. And they had a little back and forth about it, and he tried to gaslight her into believing that she was just letting this industry shit get to her, and it was getting a little disrespectful. It was getting a little, uh, I don't even talk this way. I don't, what did he say? I don't even talk this way to my bitches. Uh, and, you know, so, I'm, so for me to be going back and forth with you, look. I don't even go back and forth with my own bitches on the net now. And I'm on this motherfucker going back and forth with another nigga woman about some shit another nigga accused of. How the fuck that work? Y'all niggas hell. Happy Juneteenth, though. We started this bitch off with a bang, didn't it? Love you, Meg. Now, to be fair. I said that in my five foot five voice. You did. That was- <laughs> my credit. I don't, I, I don't speak fluent short. Um... <laughs> So, and what also set people off was that somebody, um, somebody tweeted that what did they say? Tori and uh, Tori and the baby uh, finally gotten together off of the fact that both of them shot somebody and got away with it. Ooh, ooh. Um, uh, let me go ahead and uh, yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. And the baby retweeted like it was cute. That would lead me to believe. That you out here on some shady shit. Yikes. And it, it escalated another step when Partisan Fontaine, Megan's boyfriend, jumped in the situation and basically told uh basically told the baby to shut up talking to his woman. And was like, nigga, you a clown, you you know, you a clown, you been a clown. Um, you need to leave my woman alone. This nigga went off. I'm looking at, what is this tweet? All caps. All caps. 
When niggas go when when niggas go all caps, you know what time it is. Yeah. You niggas is corny. A lot of you women is corny. Any nigga that shoots a woman is pussy. Any nigga that sides with it, condones it, affiliates they self with, stands besides that type of behavior is a bitch. Any woman that supports it for any reason is a fucking sad, bitter, or confused. No punctuation. None. So you know he was mad. None. No. <laughs> Didn't start it or end it with any form of punctuation. So he was going to waste any characters. Y'all going to get this thought. Try to make that shit readable at all. This matter ain't about no public opinion or internet beef. So a nigga let a lot of that weak shit slide. A lot of dudes showing up at work this week. A lot of dudes coming up to their woman job, bro. <laughs> it is on and popping. It is on and popping. Everybody want this retrograde shit kicking y'all ass. Getting the better of you niggas. I don't know what planet needs to get their shit together, but they got y'all. They got party out here ready to throw hands. As he should. They got party out here ready to throw hands over his woman. Again, I don't I, know. We gotta look. We got we gotta go back to our earlier. We got we gotta see what we see when we pull up though. If we see black air forces straight backs and a face tattoo, baby ain't got none of them. We gotta reconsider it. Baby ain't got you know what baby got baby got a side bitch pregnant. That's what he got. And an extra row of teeth in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the baby, like, like, should you be focused on your side woman? Or should you be focused on Danny Lay, um, who got pregnant since the last time she was out here on the social media is embarrassing you? With her not knowing how black works? Shouldn't you be focused on that? Going, son. I'm just saying There's a lot of better shit The baby can be doing right now With his time And most of it is trying to get his family life in order See what I'm talking about How small How small niggas out here On the internet Giving themselves carpal tunnel <laughs> When they could be at home Giving their wife orgasms And they're not doing it they're just sitting on the steps crying. Well, I mean, if Batman doesn't eat the box. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a, do something constructive. Not even constructive, just off the internet. You didn't have to log on for this. You didn't. You didn't have to log on for this. You could have... I wouldn't have respected it, but you could have just kept promoting that little bum-ass song that we'll probably never hear anyway. And let li- and, and got your little clicks and got your streams and let life go on. Yeah. You wanted to smoke with Meg. That's the problem. Social media, social media has convinced y'all that every little beef y'all have has to be had in front of us, on the news feeds, on the lives. For the world to see. None of us care. Not a one. We are only talking about this because it's funny. The only reason we're talking about this is because it's funny. And because you're small. (laughs) So, I implored the... Actually, I'm not going to tell them to... Well, I will tell them to shut the fuck up. But I also want them to keep going because I want to see party... Punt his little ass like kick the baby on South Park. Damn. I, look, look, that nigga party lean. 
Party lean. He gonna kick that nigga to another to a uh, to a whole other genre of music. Damn. That nigga gonna be doing best of both worlds with Dua Lipa for the rest of his career. Wow. D Randall, if we done a podcast, ooh, we did. We definitely did, man. Um, thank nope. y'all so much, bro. No cease and desist this week. No. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, listen, y'all. It has been emotional. It has been a good. It has been a good run of three years, and we ain't stopping. Mm. We still here. We still here until they kick us off, or until Randall gets sick of the shit. <laughs> He'll get sick of the shit before I will. I'm having fun. He's having fun too. I, I'm, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying. I would say, let me not let me not write Randall off like, like that. I never get to talk shit like this. Out in the world. Out in the world, correct. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so we're not going to stop. Somebody's, somebody's going to have to stop us. Yeah. Um, and obviously nobody's going to do that because they would have done it by now. Uh, they would have had to have. Um, I don't know. Maybe the Kevin Maybe Kevin Samuels Twitter will be coming for me. Kappas? <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, man. The pander police is coming. <laughs> oh, my God. The fuck is wrong with you niggas? Um, listen, y'all. Um, we're going to have some surprises for you coming up. Yeah. We'll have some surprises. I don't know what's going to happen. This is the countdown to 150. I don't know what's going to happen when 150 rolls around. Because I'm learning some things about outside. Outside is hot. And outside is expensive. Episode 150 is looking like August, too. So it's going to be real hot. Episode one, let me say something. Outside is getting expensive than a motherfucker. Also, it's hurricane season, and we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's happening from one week to the next, seems like. It's supposed to be calmer than last year, but even that, that's not saying much. You got to stay ready. Now, stay ready at all times, man. So we'll figure out something. I do. Y'all hit me in the inbox and hit me in places. Let me know if you're vaxxed or if you intend to be vaxxed by August. I want to hug some of you. I want to hug some of you. I want to thank you. I want to thank you, Heavenly Father. Turn your light on me. Um. I want so I do. I want to thank some of y'all. I want uh, like some of y'all deserve so much. That we have to figure out how to repay you. Mm. And to uh, see y'all drunk in person. And to see y'all get fucked up with us. That's really what I want. Somebody to take shots with me. Um, so we'll figure it out. We'll take ideas. But we're going to be here. We're helping y'all get through this. Yep. Y'all helping us get through this. So we'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Thank you very much as always. Um, until next time, this has been episode 143 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I have been D. Randall. And as always, forever in parting, titties. Shout out to whoever sent the Venn diagram about how far out of bounds I was. <laughs> Everybody was like, that nigga wildin'. It caught my lawyer's attention. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bye, nigga. <laughs>